To succeed in small business, you need technology that runs efficiently. When you partner with a Dell Small Business Technology Advisor, you get advice, one-on-one partnership, and tailored productivity solutions, including computers with Intel Core processors, servers, storage networking, plus industry-leading monitors and accessories. It's how they help your small business make the most of every minute. To speak with an advisor today, call 0800-085-4878. That's 0800-085-4878. Quick, come on! They just came on now. Let's try to get closer to the stage. Sorry. Excuse me. You want to go on my shoulders? Yeah, that'd be unreal. Thanks. Wow. Three celebrates connections made by music this summer. Find out more at 3.ie forward slash music. Hey everyone, welcome to our little spin-off show called Single Shot. In this show I'll be giving a short rundown of what's going on in the news between recordings of our main show. This won't be a weekly or on any schedule really, this is just when the news becomes almost overwhelming. Or when the main show is taken up by a special format or a lengthy interview, or whatever, so I enjoy it. I'm Austin, I'll be alone on this one. Uh, Tom will be doing something similar on YouTube, so when he gets that going... Um, we'll be sure to let you know about it on the main show, on Twitter, on all the social medias. Sure, he'll be proud of me using that stupid phrase. <laughs> um, of course, I'll be drinking on the show, because what fun would it be if I didn't? Um, <laughs> today I'll be doing shots of tequila, actually. So kind of the idea behind this one is a short show, doing shots of hard liquor. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, why not, right? Frankly, I don't know how anybody can read the news without it. <laughs> but today, uh, the tequila is the Herradura Silver. It is from Mexico, I believe. Yep. Smells really good. And, uh, alright, here we go. First shot. Woo! Alright. <laughs> alright, so... There's been quite a bit going on this week. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if anybody else has been paying attention to the news, but there is a New York Times uh, section just entitled, Having Trouble Keeping Up With All the Trump News? Here are the must-reads. So what it did is it um, compiled all of the important stories into one um, piece and boy, it goes day by day, and wow, it's really something crazy. So uh, I'm going to start with Tuesday, since Tuesday, May 16th, since that's the last time we recorded, and I f believe a lot of this news broke right after we were done. Okay, so Tuesday, the May 16th, uh, the New York Times reported that on February 14th, President Trump asked the former FBI Director James Comey to close the investigation into Michael Flynn. Uh, Mr. Trump's former national security advisor, according to a memo Mr. Comey wrote at the time. I hope you can let this go, the president said, according to the memo, parts of which were read to the Times by an associate of Mr. Comey's. Mr. Trump fired the FBI director last week. So we talked about um, Trump firing the FBI director. <laughs> 
which seems like third world dictator stuff. And apparently, uh, Comey is not going down without fighting on this one. So that was that story. And <laughs> on Twitter, President Trump declared that he had an absolute right to share facts with top Russian officials during White House meeting. So what that's referring to is when President Trump shared classified information with Russian officials in the White House. <laughs> you know, the president is sharing classified information. I just don't know. <laughs> and instead of, it's funny, you'd think a uh, more intelligent or seasoned politician would try to deny it first, but no. President Trump goes right to Twitter and says, yeah, I did it, but I'm allowed to because I'm the president. A lot of people pointed this out, but I'd like to point it out, too. It's very, very similar to Nixon saying, if the president does it, it's not illegal. So let's just put a pin in that. Also on that Tuesday, the Times reported that the classified information that President Trump was discussing in the Oval Office was from Israel. So there's that. Okay, so that was that was just on Tuesday, May 16th. Now let's move on to Wednesday. All right. President Trump says on Wednesday, no politician in history, and I say this with surety, has been treated worse, more unfairly. <laughs> so, so let's uh let's stop right here for the sentence. Okay. No politician in history. I'm I'm going to leave out the middle part. And we're just gonna we're just gonna talk about the sentence. No politician in history has been treated worse, more unfairly. <laughs> this man has such a giant fucking ego that he thinks he's being treated more unfairly than any president in history. We've had presidents assassinated, and he's saying he's being treated more unfairly than any president. Okay. Um, I mean, the man's ego is just immense. It's mind-blowing how ridiculous this man is. Now, that being said, let's talk about this middle part. So the whole sentence, no politician in history, and I say this with surety, has been treated worse, more unfairly. And I say this with shorty. Shorty, I say this with shorty. Well, he does have the best words. He has the best words since um, Dr. Seuss, I guess, except for Dr. Seuss's words rhymed. I just cannot believe. I'm going to say this once um, today, once in this second, and I'll probably say it about a thousand more times until... Hopefully the day he's impeached, but I cannot believe this man is president. Okay? All right. So, President Trump used his commencement address at the Coast Guard Academy on Wednesday to portray himself as mistreated by the news media. So, that quote was given at a Coast Guard Academy on Wednesday, May 17th. That's when he, he took that time, the time when he was supposed to speak at a commencement ceremony, to complain to servicemen and women about how unfairly he's being treated by the media. I mean, it's just unreal, okay? But that is just, um, it's almost incidental compared to the actual crimes that are happening in the White House. So, 
Later that day, the Justice Department appointed Robert S. Mueller III, former FBI director, to serve as special counsel to oversee its investigation into Russia meddling in the election. That was not good news for Trump. Uh, while special counsel would remain ultimately answerable to deputy uh, deputy. <laughs> While a special counsel would remain ultimately answerable to Deputy Attorney General Rod H. Rosenstein, and by extension the president, he would have greater autonomy to run an investigation than a United States attorney would. So that is the um, idea behind the special investigator. And I don't even know if this is enough. I mean, it feels like all business should be halted until we can find out what the hell is going on in the White House. And I use that kind of as a turn of phrase of, of Trump's own idiotic statement that we should ban all Muslims from entering the country until we can figure out what the hell is going on. Well, I feel like we should ban all morons from being president until we can figure out what the hell is going on. Uh, I don't even know if we need that last part. Maybe we should just ban all morons from being president, <laughs> which uh, would have come in handy a little while ago. Okay. <laughs> so, um, according to a report on Wednesday during the transition, Mr. Flynn stopped a military plan developed by the Obama administration to fight the Islamic State, a decision that aligned with the interests of Turkey. During this period, Mr. Flynn failed to disclose that Turkey paid him $500,000 to represent the intre their interests in the United States. So, basically, here's a guy who is... <laughs> representing Turkey and interfering with United States military action. Okay, now, I don't really have the details about what the proposed action was, but it appears that Flynn was not acting in the best interest of the country, but in the best interest of his wallet, which I think is a common theme for many in the Trump administration. But here's where it gets interesting. Okay, on Wednesday evening, the Times reported that Mr. Flynn told the Trump transition team weeks before the inauguration that he was under federal investigation for not declaring work as a lobbyist for Turkey, according to two people familiar with the case. All right, so despite the warning, Mr. Flynn took office as national security advisor. He was fired less than a month into the job because he's a lobbyist for a foreign country. And Trump knew about this. Or if Trump didn't, the transition team did. And they've done, they hired him anyway. Because Trump is a fucking moron. And he has loyalty to criminals. Well, he has loyalty to people he likes for dumb reasons. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> and this is Wednesday. Okay, so... <laughs> Here we go. Thursday, May 18th. Mr. Comey told a friend that he was dismayed by Mr. Trump's attempts to build a personal relationship with him. So basically, the president pressed Comey several times to try to get him to pledge loyalty to the president. And Comey wouldn't do it. Which is great, because he should pledge uh, loyalty to the truth. Above all. I don't know. I mean... You could examine Comey's actions and say whether he did that or not. You know, that's uh, up to you. But <laughs> it is interesting that Trump tried several times to get him to pledge loyalty because Trump knew. Trump knows that loyalty is more important than 
keeping faith to the truth. Because in Trump's world, the truth is such a foreign object <laughs> that it does him no good because the truth is always against whatever thing is coming out of his mouth. Loyalty, on the other hand, is an incredibly useful tool. And when he couldn't get it, he fired Comey. Now, I'm not sure how long it took Trump to figure this out or why Trump pulled the trigger, but it does feel like the investigation was starting to heat up between his uh, trying to find connections with his campaign and Russia. It doesn't mean that I know for a fact that something happened or that they colluded, but it's odd. It's odd. Also on that Thursday, uh, F Flynn got a message from the president saying to stay strong. So even after Flynn was fired, Trump is still keeping in contact with him. I mean, this is just a level of incompetence not seen by any other president. It's fascinating. On Thursday morning, President referred to the witch hunt against him and insisted there was no collusion between his campaign and Russia. Okay. Denying collusion, I understand that. Saying there's a witch hunt against him is patently absurd, but it brilliantly plays into his narrative that they've been trying to build since he started his campaign. That the media is against you know, people like him or people that are trying to change things. And it's funny because when you look at a lot of the decisions he's made, it's cut and dried, you know, Republican establishment nonsense. And the things that weren't were actually worse than what I think the Republican establishment would do. So he's not changing things the way people thought he would. You know, when he promised, oh, I'll never cut Medicare, I'll never cut Social Security. Mm, he's starting to back up on some of those claims. And um, I hope his supporters are paying attention. But, uh, yeah, saying he's there's a witch hunt against him, I don't know. It's just, he's trying to weasel his way out of, he, the one thing I think Trump thinks that he can talk himself out of any problem he has, and, uh, I think he's about to be in for a rude awakening. At least I hope he is, but I don't know. I could be wrong about that because it seems like the Republicans in Congress are completely willing to let him run roughshod, you know, up until a point. I think eventually it's going to become a liability for them. It's just, uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see when. Also at the White House, he denied any collusion. But he added, I can only speak for myself. So that's interesting. Let's put a pin in that and see what that means in the coming weeks and months. All right. So finally, we've made it to Friday. And here is some big shit went down on Friday. Okay. So on Friday, we learned that President Trump told Russian officials in the Oval Office this month that firing Mr. Comey had relieved great pressure on him, according to a document summarizing the meeting. At this point, I don't see how anybody can deny that Donald Trump fired James Comey because he was investigating him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And if he didn't, 
like if Trump really didn't do anything wrong, boy, has he made every move to make it look like he did. And I think you could ask the question, is Trump that incompetent? And the quest, the answer to that question is, I don't know. That's the thing. He, <laughs> There is a, I think it's a slim one personally, but I think there is a, a small possibility that Trump is not, or that, that his team didn't collude with Russia in the way that a lot of people are theorizing, and that Trump is just an incredibly incompetent buffoon that's making himself look worse than anything he did. I think that is a very, very, very small possibility, but one nonetheless. So it's interesting to me. I don't know. I think, but it does It does seem like he's making a lot of strange moves that point to his guilt. And if they don't point to his guilt, he's certainly making it look like they do. All right. So that's just the first part. The second part. I just fired the head of... This is a quote by Trump. I just fired the head of the FBI. He was crazy. A real nut job, Mr. Trump said, according to the document, which was read to the Times by an American official. <laughs> so the guy that has Steve Bannon working in the White House and pals around with Alex Jones is calling James Comey a nut job. The former head of the FBI, who actually probably had a, a somewhat sizable impact on Trump being in the White House at all. <laughs> so it is so interesting how quick things change. But that's what he, yeah, he called Comey a, a crazy, a real nut job. All right, later that day. The Washington Post reports... Um, a senior White House official has been identified as a person of interest in the investigation of Russia's ties to the Trump campaign. So now they have somebody specific, a senior White House official that they're looking at. Interesting. Trump left for his first trip overseas on Friday afternoon. His first stop on the nine-day trip is in Saudi Arabia which is negotiating a $110 billion arms deal with the United States. Jared Kushner, the president's son-in-law, played a key role. Mr. Trump will also visit Israel, Belgium, and Italy. Once again, this is all from the New York Times article about um, Trump, just Trump news from last week. The Associated Press reported that Sherry A. Dillon, President Trump's lawyer, didn't want him to certify that the information in his 2016 financial disclosure was true. Okay. Ah, okay. So, so his lawyer doesn't want him to say that the information in his 2016 financial disclosure is true. What does that mean? I mean... I, it, I swear it feels like there's something hiding here. There's something being hidden. And it seems like people in the Trump team know that there's something being hidden. All right. So, uh, the last part on, the fri on Friday the 19th. Yeah. F finally, CNN reported Friday evening that during the campaign, Russian officials bragged that they could use Mr. Flynn to influence the president. Officials in CNN's report cautioned that it's possible the Russians were exaggerating the strength of their relationship. 
It doesn't matter if they were exaggerating or not. If they felt they could have any influence over him and are bragging about it, that is something to pay attention to. So that was just last week in Trump news. And it's, um, I don't know. It just feel this whole thing feels so bizarre. I mean, so insane. It's like, uh, I don't know. It feels like we're living in some weird alternate reality. Or like a strange dream that, you know, we wish, or at least I do, that I could wake up from. <laughs> But anyway, so that's some of the stuff that we didn't get to talk about on our main show, and I wanted to go over. So I think it's time for another shot, because that made me a little depressed. Just a side note, I'm not a huge fan of tequila, but this Herodora is fantastic. Herodora Silver, oh, so good. Okay, let's get on to... um, a couple of stories that I want to cover a little bit, not on the lighter side, but just a little shift from Trump himself. So his first one involves a figure that I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with, Sheriff David Clark. This guy is one of the biggest assholes in the country. He parades around in a fake military uniform with fake medals, acting like a strong man, you know. Something that Trump would love. Actually, the way he dresses kind of looks like the way some dictators dress in other parts of the world. It's interesting. So, there's this article on CNN entitled, Sheriff David Clark plagiarized portions of his master's thesis on homeland security. What what is it with this administration and plagiarism? I think it has something to do with... uh, I don't think there's origin an original thought between all of them. But this is what happens when you get a bunch of morons in one group and then let them be in charge of anything. <laughs> the interesting part of the story is that Clark plagiarized the ACLU, which is fascinating because usually the ACLU is the conservatives' biggest boogeyman. <laughs> And uh, it it plagiarized a 2002 ACLU report. Not the ACLU, I'm sorry. Clark plagiarized a 2002 ACLU report about the government's demand for new and unnecessary powers after September 11th. Apparently, Clark also lifted words from the 9-11 Commission report and former President George W. Bush's book, Decision Points. I'm sorry. But I find that hilarious that he's plagiarizing George W. Bush. Well, he is the decider. <laughs> uh, of <laughs> So those of you unfamiliar with who uh, Sheriff Clark is, he's the one who calls Black Lives Matter a hate group. I believe he's at other times called them a terrorist organization. And he manages a Milwaukee County jail where... 
Several people have died because of his incompetence. This is all important because uh, Sheriff Clark claimed last week that he was going to be appointed to assistant secretary in the Department of Homeland Security. So this plagiarizing idiot. So this plagiarizing, hate speech spewing fucking moron. There's going to be another one on the list of morons appointed to a position in the Trump administration. The biggest fucking shit show this country has ever seen. That might be some hyperbole, but uh, the tequila is starting to kick in and I'm not going to apologize for it. Now, Clark, of course, denies that he plagiarized, but it's really obvious. The CNN article lays it out, shows you exactly where he plagiarized. And the website where his master's thesis was published removed it. I don't know about you guys, but (laughs) the most shocking part of that story to me is that David Clark has a master's degree. (laughs) Because it sounds like he's never had an original thought. And apparently he hasn't, so I guess that kind of wraps that up in a neat bow. All right, so let me drink a little more tequila and move on to another story. Wow, that's good. All right, this one might get you a little mad. So uh, just giving you a fair warning, this is from a Republican member of the Missouri House of Representatives. I'm sorry. He's a Republican member of the Mississippi House of Representatives. His name is Carl Oliver. Here's what he wrote reacting to the Confederate statues being taken down. Because, you know, why have statues of racist idiots who lost a war inside the country that won? So, anyway, so here's what Carl Oliver says. In a tweet, no less. So the, I mean, politicians are communicating their dumb fucking ideas on Twitter. And this is how we're getting them. Like where years ago you'd have to see a quote in the newspaper and go, this guy's fucking crazy. Now it's on Twitter. Okay. Guy's named Carl Oliver. Republican member of the Mississippi House of Representatives. Here's his tweet. This is what it says. The destruction of these monuments, erected in the loving memory of our family and fellow Southern Americans, psst, you know, the ones who owned people and fought a war so they could keep those people, (laughs) is both heinous and horrific. If the, and I use this term extremely loosely, leadership of of Louisiana wishes to, in a Nazi-ish fashion, burn books or destroy historical monuments of our history, they should be lynched. Let it be known, I will do all in my power to prevent this from happening in our state. And yes, you heard that right. A Republican member of the House of Representatives in Mississippi said that people who are abdicating taking down a statue celebrating a confederate moron should be lynched. Lynched! 
in 2017. He's calling for people to be lynched. And apparently his stupid fucking tweet drew likes from two of his fellow Republican lawmakers. I mean, it's unreal. The Republican Party is unreal. And yet they're in power all over the country. I feel like I have to apologize. I feel like this uh, <laughs> is a little bit of a downer. But it just, I mean, the the gravity of it hits you that this is a politician, a sitting member of the House of Representatives in Mississippi, saying that people should be lynched for wanting to remove Confederate statues. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know what happened to people. And in, uh, there's also a viral video floating around the internet of a man, a white man in a wheelchair berating a Latino man for speaking to his mother on the phone in Spanish. Being Puerto Rican, they're American citizens. And this man was berating him for speaking Spanish to his mother in a private conversation. I just don't know. I don't know. Sometimes this country puts me at a loss for words, which is not a good thing to have on a radio show <laughs> or a podcast. Um, I don't know. So that was kind of the roundup for things that uh, we missed last week and probably won't be getting into this upcoming week because we have a very interesting thing happening for our show this upcoming week so you're going to want to tune in for that i'll leave you guys with some thoughts of my own that i've kind of pieced together as we've all gone through period in history which i just don't know i don't think i thought i'd ever see anything quite like this but I'll leave you with this. Our ideals are worth fighting for. The things that we hold dear, equality, social justice, economic opportunity, economic fairness, general compassion, love, life, coexistence, tolerance. These are all things worth fighting for. And we're going to get discouraged. We're going to have tough times coming up. We're going to have losses. We're going to have things happen we never thought we'd see. We can't ever stop pushing back. People deserve equality. All people deserve equality. People deserve health care. People deserve a living wage. People deserve to be allowed to be who they are. As a country, we deserve better. And we're not getting it. And we can't let anyone or anything discourage us from fighting back. And I think this might be a time for us to listen, but never be silent. That's all I have for you today. Thank you guys for listening. You can find us on Dumb All Over Pod 
at on Twitter. You can find us at Dumb All Over Podcast on Facebook. You can find us at Dumb All Over Pod on Patreon. And on Patreon, we really want to thank everybody who's donated. It really does make a big difference. You can find us at Dumb All Over Podcast on YouTube. And you can always download our shows free from iTunes and all the other podcatchers. And I just personally want to thank everybody for listening. It's been, it'll be 18 episodes after the one drops on Friday. And it's really been a great time for Tom and I in a, in a not so great time to be in this country. But we're glad that you're all here with us. And I'll see you next week.